The first time I saw an aerial acrobat live under a big top, I was mesmerized by their ease and graciousness. It seemed like gravity did not get a hold on them. It was only afterwards, when I met the aerial acrobats at the bar, that I saw that this beauty has a price on their bodies. I saw the marks, the bandages and the scars on their bodies that the aerial work had left on them. This is Circus Whispers, a podcast by Tent House for Contemporary Circus, hosted by me, Maike Muis. Each episode, I interview circus makers who get the opportunity in the Maker for a Week program of Tent to do circus research. This week, Sarah Rumbaut and Sienna Bruce, two aerialists recovering after surgery, are makers for a week. They know everything there is about the love and the struggle of making art up in the air. As circus artists, a lot of the time we identify our worth and our and our worth with, with our art, what we do, what we put on stage. And so that comes from your physicality. And when you lose your physicality, it really makes you question your whole identity. For each episode, I interview the makers in the studio they work in. This week, we're in NND studio. So my name is Shanna Bruce and we are currently in the space of Boost. And what does it look like? I am Sarah, by the way. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, the space is like, the, the walls are made of wood and uh, sort of big bricks and there is a really nice big skylight. Um, and then there are some eye beams to rig off and some mats scattered around the, the space. And we rigged some uh, a hammock or a value swing and uh, a rope to do vertical dance by the wall and a multi-cord with uh, 16 strands of rope hanging off a ring. I'd love to try out all these aerial techniques. What it was like? I'll tell you later on. Jaid Metin, one of the directors of TENT, explains why they selected Saar and Tiana for the Makers for a Week program. We've been knowing uh, Saar for many, many, many years. Back when, in the days when we were still working at the youth circus Elleboog, Saar was already one of our students. She's, had, she's developed herself strongly. She uh, did Akapa. Then she went to Sweden for a couple of years to develop her her artistic uh, practice uh, in combination with rigging and rope technique. And um, she's recovering still from uh, having a C-section. And her partner in crime, Shana, still recovering from a uh, knee surgery. And their research is based around this theme, uh, how to... Um, work as a circus artist with a body that is not in top shape but uh, that is still recovering from surgery. They're both aerialists so um, they work uh, up in the air and they are planning on researching things that are uh, working against the, the laws of gravity, but are not as demanding uh, for the body physically uh, as normal aerial work would be. 
because uh, aerial work can be quite intense for the, for the body, working against gravity. And uh, their research is about how to deal with these obstacles uh, in a way that the less able body is, um, can deal with it. But then is it still spectacular for the audience or interesting for the audience? That's a good question. I think we'll have to see. <laughs> that's something I'm not uh, entirely uh, sure of right now. But I think that's exactly the point that they're researching about. And uh, their plan is also to not only make it a performative piece uh, to, to show in front of an audience, but to work with other disabled uh, or less abled uh, circus artists as a form of as, as an alternative form of working and as a way of getting back into the uh, the business and back into training um, so they're not only focused on making it a performative piece but also uh, passing it on to other circus artists in similar situations i'm always curious about the path that led to becoming a circus artist so i started by asking sar and Siana when they went away with the circus? I mean, I started circus uh, at a youth circus at Circus Elboog when I was five. At that point, I didn't necessarily plan on running away with the circus. And then I went to New Zealand uh, after finishing high school and uh, ended up with a circus family there for a while. And that was actually the first time where I had the feeling, oh, this is actually something that I could do for a living and that I can, that maybe I can uh, become a circus artist. I was a dancer um, and I suddenly, I think it was about, I was about 19 and then I discovered or had the thought of like, like what about all this other negative space that's not being you know used it's not being utilized to like say something so all that space is kind of not being eaten you know like what's going on there so um yeah then I then I got into harness quite quickly and naturally I did some bungee harness in Liverpool and then I went to the Irish Aerial Dance Festival and I did counterweight and performer flying and vertical dance and I tried like fabric as well and hoop and trapeze, but I really enjoyed, like it was natural, the dance element combined, going from floor to air, floor to air, floor to air, or from the wall and away. How did you guys meet? Um, we met actually quite a long time ago in... I think in 2012 uh, at the Irish Aerial Dance Festival in Letterkenny, um, where we were both uh, we've we've both been teaching and performing there for quite a few years. One thing I still really remember was uh, for um, Chantal's 40th birthday, and Shana was choreographing oh, a flash mob. Um, uh, but we were like in the parking lot of the accommodation and uh, all these aerialists trying to learn a dance and Shana actually being able to dance and most of the aerialists don't know how to move on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a very, um, yeah. that made an impression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I kind of felt a lot of admiration with Sarah. Like she's very much a researcher um, in, in, in every element of her practice. And I really like that. Um, there's always like a learning and an openness. And I always felt that with her, that it was always good conversation as well. And um, yeah, we can go on a, quite, a, quite a tangent and it's, it's very nice. It feels very safe um, to explore circuits with her. Yeah. During the interview, we were sitting on the floor, cross-legged, warm cups of tea in the middle. Now for aerialists, it might feel strange to be so grounded. So I asked them, would you rather do an interview connected to the floor or up in the air if we if we were to choose or if it was able <laughs> in a way i would choose up in the air but also um uh having uh gone through uh pregnancy recently i don't feel as fami- familiar in the air anymore which is also something we're working on at the moment but that we're realizing or let's yeah. speak for myself but I'm realizing that I I used to feel very much at home in the air and way more than on the floor and um, now I kind of have to rediscover that so uh, I think if I could choose it would be like suspended above the floor and like sitting on on something that is for example in in the multicord in the ropes that that you're kind of floating and moving around but still in contact with the floor um, and for you Shanna oh I think I would want to be on one of those big crash mats you know the ones that you just go into and it just kind of like sucks you in I feel like we'd all really like that and uh, <laughs> so I would really like that so as much uh, squishy support as possible is where I'm at at the moment mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Can you tell me a bit more about your research? I mean, we kind of came up with this idea because Shanna had a surgery on uh, the my due date that my child was supposed to be born. He was born a few days later uh, with an emergency C-section. Yeah, Shanna's knee surgery and my C-section, in a way, they are very different, but there's also a lot of similarities. And... We wanted to find ways to kind of get back into circus, but then also started discussing how um, there's not always um, space for uh, a body that is not in perfect shape in circus. And how also when you're injured, um, that people really applaud it when you get back really fast. But if it takes longer to to recover or to rehab, that there is a lot less support and um, yeah, that that you're a lot more on your own with it. So we wanted to kind of find ways, partly through uh, suspending different body parts, um, to facilitate that rehab, but also to open the discussion about it. Is there sort of a taboo on injuries or not being in shape? Or can you tell me a bit more about that? When you are injured, um, people have a hard time talking to you sometimes because they um, they get kind of a, a fear of the reality of 
them being able to get injured as well. I think a lot of circus artists kind of feel a little bit invincible. When you are injured and you're, uh, you want to train somewhere, that it doesn't always feel like a very welcoming space. Because you you sort of represent their biggest fear. Yeah. The the relationship of pain and a circus artist is something that sort of seems <laughs> interconnected. And I see I see this paper lying here, and we're gonna dive into it more <laughs> deeper because I see you pointing to it like, sorry, here, here, here. <laughs> we're gonna dive into it. No no worries. So so pain and circus seem intertwined. Mm. Yeah, pain and circus, I think, go hand in hand. And it's something we talk about as maybe more of like a, a, a threshold that you have that you can kind of train and you get used to. And that's definitely something I would say I did experience and have experienced. It, it really is. And I, I also think renaming the word pain and calling it sensation a lot of the time helps. Um, you know, what kind of sensation is this? Is this something that's really alarming and I need to stop? Or is this something if I take a breath or maybe do less of an amount of, then you can kind of build up a tolerance. Um, after having a serious accident and having an injury that caused me daily pain and then having a surgery, has really changed the meaning in my body and to me what pain means and so now coming back into it it's it's a whole different world it's like i can't believe i did i actually do this was this the the level i was at and while i was interviewing sarah and Sienna, they were pinpointing at the papers around us with colourful sharpies, they've written on big sheets of paper. All sorts of clusters of words. I promised we were going to dive into the paper, yeah. so here we are. What, who, what, what, what do I see here? You, you really want, you've been, you know, pinpointing at it all the time, Sienna, so you go first. It's because I've like put half of it into what I said. No, it's, um, it's a lot of different Sharpies being used and um, yeah, just different topics that have kind of come up in our discussion. So if we look at like our residency, we, we kind of named it Suspended to Discover Your Reformed Body. And from that, we've just kind of gone through a plethora of topics and subjects. So really it's, they're all kind of intertwined as well. And then... Just turning around. Yes. Other side. What, what's on the other side? I see here, for example, everything feels unfamiliar. I feel like a beginner. Yeah. Upside down is written. What does your body remember? Can my body trust me? Yeah, and can I trust my body? And this one? That's something Shana wrote. Weakness, instability and fear. Um, but I think we're so used to having a body that is in control and that does what we want it to do. Um, and then, like... If it's suddenly unstable or um, it, it's kind of scary to to not be able to completely trust 
um, if your body is going to catch you or if it's going to support you. Another way of writing was, they wrote letters from different perspectives. For example, Shanna writing from her titanium plate in her knee to her muscles. During the presentation the day after this interview, they invited the audience to write on topic of support for five minutes straight. And they read out their own letters out loud. This is Sarah's letter from her happy feeling called Bubbles to her cloud swing. Dear Value Swing, I enjoyed exploring with you how you pretended to be my outside boundary, the way you hug the body while I'm trying to push um, while I'm trying to push it somewhere is comforting and annoying at the same time. Sometimes I just want to throw the body around without you catching it. But on the other hand, I like that we each have our own way of supporting her, guiding her and surrounding her. Are you holding back or uh, or supporting? How much do you let her stretch you uh, to your limit? My limits are different. They don't work with force or weight. Um, but how far you can stretch your imagination. The weight on the mind can feel heavier than a thousand kilos. For you, it's quite clear when your limit has been reached. You make sounds and fall apart. For me, I don't know how you know, but at some point it just stops. All the best, Bubbles. So... Bubbles is the word that Sar and Sienna use to describe this happy, light feeling that you get when you're up in the air. At least, the feeling that you get when you're healthy and in shape. What does it feel like for an unexperienced but healthy body like mine? Would I feel my limitations straight away? And then we've got the harness, which was written a letter to, which is... A reliable character here, <laughs> right? I'm just trying to get your clothing oh, underneath. Oh, oh. It. <laughs> this one, no. no, 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 it's fine. This one goes this here. One, yeah, yeah, and then you can just pull it. All right, so I'm just gonna pull it closer. Yeah. Standing on my toes. And okay. Now if you sit down. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm an aerial dancer. <laughs> uh, I never did this before. So, yeah, it's like as soon as you put your weight in it, it's kind of automatically your legs go to the wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for you, it might be different because I feel my like the muscles in my in my tummy like working immediately because um, it feels like I'm just hanging. But yeah. my my but then uh, also, tummy muscles, to, if you try to stand straight against the wall, it's a lot of core workouts. Oh, I feel I feel it all trembling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can come back up. And, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of core workouts. Yeah. yeah. It's really quite an amazing experience to be up in the air supported by the harness. Feeling my relation to gravity change immediately. It felt easy and challenging at the same time because it was so new to me. What's the biggest challenge for Sarah and Siana this week? I think kind of running into the the unknown limitations of my body and, and to 
that I actually, uh, in a way, secretly expected to just be able to do everything like before, which is also, um, I think, within circus, uh, after a, a pregnancy, people get back to performing quite fast and and that is kind of celebrated so it feels like there is sort of a an expectation uh, or that it's like good to get back as fast as possible um trying to really take my time to to really feel what is happening in my body and and reconnect and and get to know this body Rehabilitation is kind of a, a lonely process. And even though what uh, our experience or like what we're going through is very different, um, there are a lot of similarities, um, which is very nice to to be together in the space and, and work on it. So more like the maker for a week mm-hmm. is a week which is for you, the circus artist and and we're making the podcast to to share this circus research about how can you research circus, what is research in circus. But tomorrow you present it to a small um, audience. And what do you think an audience perceives when they see an injured or? Um, good question. I think it's an open discussion because to generalize it, it's obviously difficult. Um, I think the you become more human um, and I don't know if that's necessarily what is expected when you see circus like it is really like we write there like the expectation of circus the, such this like hyper technical mobile body is what you're kind of going to see or what your expectation is um, so to see someone who maybe is showing a story on their body even if it's just by seeing a scar or that they are not an atypical body or they're not able-bodied. I think that would be quite different, but it brings a human element into it. And yeah, that just brings something different into circus. And how did the audience see it? I asked Benjamin Kuitenbrouwer, a.k.a. Monkey, housemaker of Tent. I saw two people searching, like, uh, like every time in these sort of residency the research presentations. In this case, I think I saw people searching for a way to, well, what's what's what they say themselves as well, to reconnect back with their, with their bodies. What is, and even with their practice, I think in this case it's really it's really about. So how do I how do I get back into, into working into into, practicing my my art, and. Uh, and where is that how is that a physical thing but how is that also a mental thing i think that's a very interesting one here is that circus to me has always been so much of a it looks physical but it is mental at least to me what kind of lesson could we learn from it well one one thing i heard them say today i shouldn't try to go back to my old body and i think that's something we should we should all not try to do never no like we should this idea of but I used to be able to do this. It holds us back in, in many ways, both mentally and physically. So that's a good lesson, I guess. Any recovery or any growth or evolutions come with small steps. 
This was their first step towards a new circus path. It was indeed the first time Sarah was back up in the ropes after her caesarean. And remarkably enough, it's not mainly for themselves they want to share their experiences and lessons learned and expanded to others. Create a safe community where one does not have to recover as soon as possible. Because sometimes it's just not possible. But what can help is reframe the apparatus from the limitations that the road, the harness or the cloud spring bring to the support that they can provide. To literally feel supported to slowly take the next step. This was the first episode of the third season of Circus Whispers. Thanks very much for listening. Please subscribe to be the first to hear the next episode and share it with your friends. We're really happy that you're listening from all corners of the globe. From Accra to Munich, from New York to Wevelgem. It means the world to us. If you like, please drop us a line at info at tent.eu. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Circus Whispers is a production of Tent, House for Contemporary Circus, hosted, produced and edited by me, Maike Muis. Big word of thanks to Saar Rombout, Sienna Bruce, Jait Metin, Benjamin Kuitenbrouwer and the team of Tent. The makers for a week in 2023 are Lili Schlinker and Jannik Kramer, Samuel Reiner, Hanna de Vletter, Fenja Bartoldris, Saar Rombout and Sienna Bruce, and Susanna Pavola. Tent is supported by Amsterdam Fonds for the Kunsten, Dutch Performing Art Funds, and Prins Bernhard Cultuurfonds. More info via tent.eu.